You are listening to Hank's Infinite Playlist. I'll never let go, Hank. I'll never let go. That's what I imagine every listener of this podcast has thought every day since our unintended hiatus began. But here we are, back in the flesh. You are listening to a special one-off episode of Hank's Infinite Playlist. I am your host, Justin Birnbaum, joined by my partner in crime as always, Hank Tucker. Today's episode is special for many reasons. For one, this one has no category, but we watched Titanic and wanted to talk about it so much, we figured we should. And two, we have a special guest in the flesh. Allow me to introduce the third leg of the tripod in the Thursday trio, Brittany Lights Out Lewis. Man, it's a great day to be Hank's Infinite Playlist. No rules to be discussed for this one, and Hank knows plenty about the premise, so we're just going to skip right ahead and set sail. Okay, so we have watched Titanic. Hank is ready to deliver his review. The floor is yours. Yeah, so this was an enjoyable movie. I'll even say this is the best three-hour-plus movie I've ever watched. And, you know, I checked, by the way, and The Godfather Part 1 is 257. Uh, Godfather Part 2 is 320. It's also bad. Uh, <laughs> Titanic is a great love story. The drama of what happens after the ship hits the iceberg is exciting, suspenseful, even though I think I already knew that Jack was going to die and Rose was going to make it. But everyone plays their roles well. Obviously, Leo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet does a great job with Rose. Uh, the scene where, you know, Jack whisks her away from the fancy dinner to come dance with the commoners uh, is great. Just... Lots of uplifting moments, and then uh, the tragedy of the end. I mean, I, I'm just glad I understand the context of the memes now. Uh, you know, I had no idea that the It's Been 84 Years meme was from Titanic. Now I do. Yeah. Uh, How have you been going 26 years and not seen that? It's, it's been 26 what, years. When would I have seen it? I don't know. Maybe my parents didn't raise me right. Um, Cal's a good villain. You know, it's a shame he survived and Jack didn't because he was an asshole. But, you know, life isn't fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we open the floor for observations, I just want to say that is the first time uh, Post Tank has ever been interrupted. So thanks for that contribution, Brittany. You're... I didn't know. I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't know when I could interject. My bad. All right. So with that being said, usually this is the part I reserve for my bonus observations and rebuttals. Uh, instead, since we have our special guest here, I'm going to open the floor for observations here before we enter our segments. So, Brittany, the floor is yours to start, and we'll take it from there. Wow. The first one. First of all, I want to say thanks. Long time listener, first time participant. participant of the podcast. I'm really excited. So a few observations. One, this is the first time I've ever watched the Titanic without the two VHSs. So it was an interesting experience that way. Two, I didn't realize how long the beginning was with them tra- like going down and looking at the wreckage and that type of thing. I didn't realize how long that was. I like when they just cut right to Rose and Jack. So you would cut the entire... I would, Bill Paxton section out of the movie. It's just not relevant to you. I know. I think it's relevant. I think that needs to be shaved in half, though. I like when they do, um, have them interspersed in the movie, but I don't like how long the beginning is. Even Hank made a comment. I, I, did, I was like, when are we going to get to Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet in the actual movie? So I know like the, the, like the boat crew or whatever seemed like really interested in what she had to say, 
But, like, you think the part when she was talking about, like, getting laid on the Titanic, they were like, all right, lady, just get to the <laughs> sinking. Or, like, I don't care that you hated your life in 19... Like, tell me tell me more about your troubles as a, a rich young woman, you know, while literally, you know, 1,500 people who are in, you know, the lower decks of this boat died, so... Rose does sound a little whiny throughout. Yeah. Yeah. She is. Um, and I'm going to have more to say about Rose later. keep listening keep listening um but yeah it's it's um uh i was uh gonna say something but i don't remember what i was gonna say now this Uh, is this is what happens when you go with the freeform podcast (laughs) things get wacky and wild i will say that um you know we made a habit of starting to mention how much wikipedia says these movies cost and made and this is probably the most expensive movie we've watched it was a $200 million budget, but it made $2.257 billion, according to Wikipedia. That's, that's a lot of money. Fun fact about the Titanic, it was actually supposed to flop in the movie theater. I thought you were going to say the Titanic was supposed to fly, and I was going to say, no, Brittany, it was a boat, but yeah. <laughs> no, think, it was supposed to flop wait, in the movie theater, and then um, it obviously did the opposite. Well, I mean, you differentiate, the Titanic is the boat. Yeah. And Titanic is the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Titanic, the Titanic boat did in fact flop. Okay. It, it did not it did not reach its destination. All right. We'll so, stop being mean here. So, uh, no, you know, after I, after we watched the movie, I, I read the entire Wikipedia page on the sinking of the Titanic. Uh, and, there's something mentally wrong. And, and Wait, how long did it take to sink? Two hours and forty minutes. Wow, that's fast. And how long did it take you to read the page? Probably two hours and forty minutes. minutes. <laughs> It's not that long, but so and and there's a lot that it seems like the movie stays pretty true to history on on sort of how it happened and how they they started the evacuation and and um you know went with the, the women and children and and everything that was happening and the people on the lower decks that were kind of trapped down there. Um, if you look at the proportions, uh, and I don't want to make this a history lesson, but you know there's a lot of class uh, discussion you can have on how the first class passengers mostly survived. Third class people didn't. Um, so it was very, uh, very tragic, uh, sinking, but that produced a very great movie. The movie did do a good job of showing the class differentiations, whether it be the deck or that when they were trying to get off the boat, they did a good job of showing how stark that was. Thank, thank you, Brittany, for that <laughs> observation. Okay. Your ninth grade English teacher or history is teacher proud, would, proud would, be, would be so proud right about now. Um, did anyone else find it a little corny that the way they interspersed Jack and Rose into the story and that she was able to recount the whole thing was basically any time like something important happened, Rose and Jack happened to be standing six feet to the left. And how Rose was best friends with the architect of the ship she all just, of a sudden. And he, yeah. she's the only person who said the ship is sinking, you know. And when they were like, I remember there was a scene where the captains first hit the iceberg and Jack and Rose just happened to be standing like right there. And like no one's suspicious. Like these two people are standing behind like the captains. And Also, if I remember correctly, didn't multiple people offer Rose a life jacket and she didn't put it on? Uh, she, well, also she also got off the boat twice and jumped out. No, no, that's different. And that's different. That was for true love, which I can accept. No. But if someone's like, no. hey, here's a life no. jacket, put it on. She was stupid. And there's more to say on that later. Um, and hey, during the whole evacuation process. Um, but uh, great movie. Do we want to... Uh, oh, I did want to mention, do, do, do you remember there was like... They debunked how the Titanic sank, and it wasn't like the movie, and then they debunked that, and it was how it sank. Do we know how there it... Are, there are two theories on the, on the Wikipedia page um, of the sinking of the Titanic, uh, and 
I think the the general consensus is that it sort of was the way it was in the movie, that it was sort of the first hour it went down like four or five degrees, and the second hour it was actually doing okay. People thought it might survive for, you know, it might stay up. And then it, it snapped in half. It snapped in half and went straight down. Um, and everybody died. Well, not everybody. Well, the people who were left on the boat. Yeah. But then what was the, do you know what the other version of it is? Or? Yeah, that, that there was a buckle within the, that there were two cracks and I, I the iceberg hit two spots. Is that the implication? No, the the iceberg is pretty um, well established. How it contacted? Yeah. I don't think the iceberg is a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying. Um, do we have any other thoughts we want to discuss about this before we move into the more scheduled parts of this podcast? Let's go straight to the schedule. All right, you you heard it from the special guest herself. All righty. So we have our four segments here, and uh, we've had to tweak them a little bit. (laughs) So the first one is most uncomfortable moment of the movie. I will lead us off. And for me, um, you know, I want to preface this that I know like there are dying children and and people in this, and that is very uncomfortable to watch. So in order to kind of refocus this category, I pick something else. Can we just all do that as a blanket statement? Like obviously oh, of course. the mass death is yes, the most yes, uncomfortable, yes. traumatic. Let's talk about like niche uncomfortable parts. Yes, yes. Okay. We have clearly established that here. Okay. That's the universal uncomfortable moment. We're gonna go into that. Okay. <laughs> Mine is when Rose throws the heart of the ocean overboard. Mine is the same one. No, I what? have a niche one, but that was going what? to be my one. <laughs> give, give those people a bone. Like, what? these people are on a multi-billion dollar expedition searching for this one thing that she's had in her pocket the whole time and has not chosen to reveal the world at any point or, or take the wealth. She doesn't need it. You know, she's at the end of her life or whatever. It's literally the driving force of this guy's career. And there's But there's no explanation as to why she threw it over like she, and then she just makes a little noise and tosses it over like as they're moving there's also an alternate ending which i don't know if either of you it was seen. on wikipedia that, that he the, brock levitt's next to her when they catch does, him yeah. and he's just like let me just hold it once before you do it and no, that's so unrealistic no one who was searching for this would be like let me just hold it once. is he is he journalist filmmaker or is he like an explorer i could i i thought he was like a, a treasure hunter but then he's like filming everything and i, I think he would uh, to me it seemed like he was paid by someone to find this. Well, yeah, that that that's definitely the case. No, I just, no, but I'm I don't just, think he's a journalist. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, like is he like Bear Grylls? Like, I like. No, 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 no. I think I think he was just like hired to. I mean, his boss has got to be like ready to kill him. You know, they recovered like a painting of a naked girl. That was that was literally the entire thing. I, I mean, mean, they gave her this great gift, this painting Jack had done for her, and and. You can't. The least you can do is like tell him you got what he's looking for. I mean, I mean, honestly, the investigative ability of him to figure out it was it should have been in that safe, and then to get in the Titanic and find that safe, man, that that's pretty good. He should be investigative journalist. He should yeah. be. He should be. Um, but that diamond is. What are the odds you could find that diamond? In the ocean. Nah, it's gone. Because they were moving, right? Like, the boat was in motion. She just tossed it. I don't know if it was in motion. It was, it was around the site of where the, the I don't think it was docked or anchored, but I could be mistaken. But even still, like... It, it's never being recovered. It's with the sea now. It's with Jack. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a wrap. It's, with Jack. it's like their estimates. It was like $100 million. 
I mean, and she so just... so they said it was worth more than what was the 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 most famous diamond in the world? I'm drawing a blank. Not the heart diamond. Uh, there's a, there's a hold on. We'll we'll keep talking while you Google that. Um, but no, I mean. I, I guess I get she thinks it belongs to the, the Hope ocean. Diamond. The Hope Diamond. Yes. Okay, belongs. the Hope Diamond, if you look it up, is worth like $250 million, And this they said this is worth more. So think, look, we'll, just call, million? we'll just call it a $300 million diamond. And she throws it away? She just punts it into the ocean. Cal's dead. He's not going to find you if you sell it. He, yeah. He killed himself. Is, is, that, is that the implication of why she didn't sell it? She didn't want to uh, be found? I don't know. Like, I... Just, no, I think she was just keeping it because of the memories. Because she's, a, she's a psycho? She the just, memories of her abusive the, the memories. fiance. I don't know. I don't who know. Who framed her true love boyfriend. Ultimate, of two days. Yeah, ultimately killing any chance they had of, of escaping the ship because he was handcuffed while the entire evacuation process began. If he doesn't get accused of that, Jack and Rose probably get off the ship pretty easily, right? Because she has no problem getting off and he goes out with the rich people. No conspiracy. No, I mean, yeah. well, they're they're gonna start doing the women and children, and she doesn't want. She's not gonna want to leave them, and then she's just they're just gonna be kind of screwed all over again. I think. And then I feel like knowing Jack from the movie, I don't think he's just going to get off with the rich. I feel like he's going to try to help Fabrizio and everyone else. So. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't my most uncomfortable moment. Go ahead. Am I good? Okay, yeah. so I, my most uncomfortable moment is when Jack and Rose go down to that, like, dancing party, and you know how she's like, watch this, and then goes on her toes? A, it looks uncomfortable, but B, I don't think it's the flex that Rose thought it was. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know how impressed I would be by that. Like, either. it wasn't impressive, it just looked like it kind of hurt, and I think she really thought she was doing something. I'm, I'm not buying the whole, like, everyone's like, this girl's down here, let's have a good time, you know, like... Wouldn't, like, people be like, what's this person doing down here slumming with us? Like, don't, don't, is, no? But, but she, just the vibe, she was like, I want to, I want to, you know, see how you guys party. She wasn't giving stuck-up vibes under, in that deck, though. So I feel like, you know, she was dancing, she was having fun, she was laughing. Sure. I don't think she was like... I mean, the thing is, is, like, anybody in the lower class would have given anything to be in the upper class. And she was just, you know, I, like, like, on the fiancé part, I get it. Like, that was, that's a tough, tough hand you drew there. Okay, Billy Billy Zane's guy was was not exactly uh, Prince a, Charming. Prince Charming, yes, thank you. But you know, she 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 had it made up there, you know. Sort of. But, but she but, wasn't happy, and then when she's down there, that was that was the first time she was pure happy, not thinking about anything else, just enjoying the moment. You know, if you think about it, she really ruined Jack's life, right? <laughs> I mean, Jack was not going to get off the boat. He was going to die anyways. So. You, you think it's no, 100% was, Jack dies? No, it, who ruined Jack's life is the guy who bet him the Titanic tickets oh, the at poker the beginning. Game. The, yeah, the poker yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, that's who ruined Jack's life. Imagine those guys being like, like finding out a week later. Like, wow. <laughs> we really, we really, a bullet, we really yeah. lucked out. Yeah, literally there. Um, Do you think Rose ever talks to her mom again? No, no, because no. No, she, she assumed the new name yeah. and then that was that. She she changed her name. She got out of there, and uh, man, we're being really harsh on on the fictional characters. Wait, of no, Titan. can I just say one other thing? Actually, speaking of that, justice for Rose's husband, like in the movie, like after Jack, she clearly gets married because she has a grandkid. Rose, of course, Rose Dawson. Calvert, and then when, so when she dies, so at the end of the movie, when she dies, and she goes like in heaven. What to me, it seemed like she's in heaven, and she meets Jack, not her husband of however yeah. many years. Man, yeah. Tough, tough break for her husband. Tough break for him waiting up there, you know? Also, as part of my most uncomfortable moment is walking barefoot on a boat like that. So uncomfortable. 
No, not not yeah, funny. I'm, but it's, not your, funny. it's your home for a couple of weeks, you know. Make it. No, I'm not I a would, barefoot person. I would not get back into bed after like. I'm not my, even an open-toed shoes person. No. Okay. Um, secret villain and hero, Hank. Since I stole your thunder, do you want to go first? The secret villain of this movie is Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she. Jack, and so, so I said he probably died. He might have tried to help and died, but she... There made, was definitely room for both in the door. She made it... Uh, they I, just needed to get on it the right the way. The buoyancy, I don't know. By that point, it's like, you're, it was tough. You're telling me there's no other debris that he could have latched on to? I mean, there may have been... I mean, they were both already so wet by that point that... And only, I think, six people in the water... Lived in the water. We just caught the Philly <laughs> accent there, and it comes out. So, I mean, the chances of him living were very slim. Of course, but we'll get into that later. Is that like the actual fact? Only six people. That's were... what she said, I believe. But I don't think they would lie. That, that's, that's what, that, that's that's what, what the, she said. That's what the Wikipedia page said. And yeah, and they, they were both. I mean, they they both had just spent so much time already down there in the freezing water while she was trying to rescue him. That I, I mean, I, hypothermia would probably be getting to both of them pretty soon. But she, I mean. She, he would have been able to worry about himself if she had just stayed on that boat and not jumped back onto the Titanic. I mean, he was a pretty savvy guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know we, like, have concluded Jack's dying no matter what, but, I mean, you gotta figure that he, he's Leo, you know, he would have figured it out. She made it a lot harder for him. Or if she left, he would have gotten onto that debris... Yeah. by himself and, and would have lived and would have blown the whistle. Yeah. She had a seat on a boat that she gave up for no reason. And also the jumping back mid deck, like that was a little unhinged. I kind of I'm here for it, honestly. I I'm here for it. Um, Secret hero. Secret hero. Uh, I have the band. You know, it's it's the cliche. I was ready for you to say Billy Zane. And I'd be like, <laughs> all right, enough, enough for Hank. Um, but yeah, the you know the just the the courage and the uh, just what they did to you know the band played on. All right. Um, my secret villain is the guy who owned the ship. I don't remember his name if somebody wants to look that up. But when he went on to the boat, on the when boat? he secretly snuck onto a rescue well, that, boat? That was just the icing on the cake, okay? The first thing is he spends the whole chunk of the movie telling them they should speed up so they get they get to their destination two days early. And, I mean, like, like I guess, um, there's like a throwaway line about how they lost the binoculars for the lookouts. But maybe if they're not going as fast, they actually complete that turn away from the iceberg and they see it much quicker and they don't hit the iceberg. I mean, I just don't get how you're traveling out there, like how you can knowingly travel that fast in those waters knowing there are icebergs in that water. And if like you see one late, you're going to literally destroy the ship. Um, You know, in real life, that guy was seen as a coward the rest of his life and was like a recluse and depressed. And how this it doesn't matter if you survive. There's no there's no coming back from that. Yeah, I mean for the because he you know it, not only did he you know if I don't know if the exact circumstances were right, but he got off the ship when other people you know their children who should have gotten off that ship. But also you know it's his fault. He said speed up, speed up, speed up, speed up. He basically dared the captain to do that the whole time. I mean I just can't imagine it's your ship like this is on you and you're just budding in line ahead of children. Yeah, tough one. Uh, my secret hero is the ship's designer, uh, Mr. Andrews, was it? Just seems like an all-around great hang, and he's also... Except for designing the ship? No, no, he, I mean, like, like, he designed a ship that had six compartments, and it could still stay up with four compartments, and they happened to have a freak accident where they sunk five compartments. There were 16 compartments, I think. Oh, whatever. Uh, You know, 
whatever whatever the number was. It goes to show how much I remember. My point is, is like he designed a good ship. They had a freak accident, and he was one of the people who immediately sounded the alarm right away. He's like, we need to get everyone off the ship. Also, if you remember, he was a big advocate for overstocking the, the boat with lifeboats, and they told him not to, and he got vetoed on that. And when it all came said and done, he locked himself in the ship and took a hero's exit. You know, captain goes down with the ship, but he, he you know, he went down too. So, do you have secret villain, secret hero? You... I do, I do, Oh, actually. okay, all right. So, go. secret villain is, I had to look up his name on Wikipedia, but it's Louis Bodine. Do you remember the guy who's friends with Bill Paxton with the long hair? The the one who operates the drone when in the yes, world? Yeah, yeah, okay. I just thought he was so inappropriate the way he was talking to the older Rose and saying like he was so crass in the description of how the boat sank. And A she was there and B like he was acting like this wasn't some horrible tragedy. One of the worst tragedies in history at that point. And he just was kind of being so blase about it and rude and crass. Okay. No comment? No comment. <laughs> you argued your point well. Yeah. No, like, I, I, agreements? I, 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 nothing? I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, he was a... Uh, he was a dick. He yeah. was a dick, but, you know, he's li- lived on a boat in the ocean for, you know, six weeks hunting for a small blue he's got, diamond. He's got a sailor's mentality, you know? Yeah. Some, some gallows humor. We didn't even do the most obvious secret villain. Cal's most... butler. No, he's a, he's an obvious villain. I know, but he's not, is he's not, he's not, a, not secret, a secret villain. No, he's not a secret villain. Okay, yeah. so um, Cal and his butler are the villain of the movie. Like that's well established. And Jack and Rose are the, the established heroes. Um, who's your secret hero? Secret hero? That's tough. I was gonna say Kathy Bates for hooking Leo up with the suit and yelling at the people to move over with the boats, but that didn't event like work. That would be a good answer, though. I mean, she she was looking out for Jack. She, she was looking out for Jack, but she got on the boat, like, and they, I mean, obviously, yeah, she, like, she was allowed to get on a lifeboat, like, I'm not knocking her for that, but just her saying, guys, like, we have to go back, and then, like, no, they no, still no. didn't, yeah. so I guess my secret hero would be the guy who eventually, like, had the idea to put everyone on the one boat and then go back, and, I mean, it was too little, too late, That is a, that, is a, that was uh, a real person, that wasn't a fake character, too. No, I know. Like, yeah. So he, I guess, is the secret hero, but I feel like it was just... And he would later go on the star in Fantastic Four, for what it's worth. That really? actor. Yeah. Oh, I... Not, not the guy... <laughs> I thought you meant the actual but, man but in real life. No. The actor who played the actual man was on the, the crew of the actual Titanic then became... Yeah, a, that's a wild actor. story. Go home, Brittany. You're drunk. <laughs> um, all right. Cut a character. See what I did there? Um, I'm going to cut Rose and Jack. What? I, There's a I, movie. I, no, the movie is the boat. I'm here for the boat, not the love story. That's right? a terrible take. That's, it. That's the worst take in the history. Can I leave this podcast? Uh, you're more than welcome to. All right, go ahead. The movie's about Rose and Jack. No, I'm gonna make you mad now, okay, Justin? Uh, you're I, gonna cut the boat? <laughs> yeah, I already had this written, so I'm gonna cut Thomas Andrews, uh, your secret hero, uh, the, the architect, the builder of the ship. He, I mean. He does nothing to actually try to help anyone. Like, yes, he, he thought there should be more lifeboats, but, like... He was trying to scramble the crew's rescue efforts without causing... A, the problem is, is you can't tell everyone the boat is sinking because once everyone found out the boat is sinking, you had to start... They started, like, locking the lower-class people in so they didn't bum-rush the surface and stuff, so... But he was just there, like, well, I guess we're screwed. And then he just was alone in the back room somewhere, you know, waiting for the ship to go down. He, he, I don't think he tried hard enough to help. 
Okay. Agreed, agreed. He was like, oh, that's definitely it. Oh, well. <laughs> is it my turn? It is. Okay, turn. so if I had to cut a character, it would be Lizzie Calvert, uh, Rose's granddaughter. I just can't imagine. <laughs> she, Could you imagine listening to that, your grandma's yeah. story? I would, like... And seeing the photo... Sure, grandma. Of, whatever you say. Seeing a drawing of your grandma naked back when she was 17 years well, old. Would you, if, if your grandparent, like, said they were on, like, the, or something, would you even believe them? Like, after just not mentioning it their whole life? Did she not mention it her whole life? That's or did it, she not... I. My that's no. That's that's the implication. Is that oh, she, my understanding was she just didn't mention the photo and the fantastic love story. I I the way I interpret it is that she like moved on and like essentially created a new identity for herself and. Um, but I feel like a lot of people, especially older people, like to suppress horrible memories. So I mean, maybe it could be attributed to that. Okay, generalizing. Okay, her granddaughter also where's supervision. We were talking about her throwing the diamond off. How, how does a hundred-year-old lady get up on the deck of a ship and, like, you know, maybe unsteady waters, get to the edge and throw a diamond? Barefoot, with, by barefoot, the way. Without anybody looking, anybody noticing, like, she's going somewhere. She's on the move. Another boat without you, a watchful eye, it seems. Do, do you think if Bill Paxton caught her doing that, he would have killed her himself? <laughs> he strangled with his bare hands. with his bare hands. All right, Britt, now you're up. The floor is yours to give us our guest segment here. Guest segment, segment, ask a question. Okay, I'm going to ask you guys the age-old question, if I can. What is the okay. age? Do you think there was enough room on the piece on, of on debris for both Rose and Jack? Well, I, I mentioned already, I, I thought there was. I mean, Hank's going to argue the boy. Uh, I, I don't think there was, but so we have, this is like a first take style debate here. I just think, you know, the, the surface area of it is very clear. I think what gets thrown off is they both try to get on and it tips immediately. It's kind of like if if you're in a pool and you try to get on a float, like even if the float's big enough, if you get on it wrong, you know, it'll tip or wobble or whatever. Like, and then it, you try again, right? I, I know, I know like they're freezing and stuff and maybe they don't have a lot of energy and maybe this is a hard environment. But if your life literally depended on it, wouldn't you one more time try to rearrange yourself? Yeah, you know, there's also like... You know, there's a lot of debris in the field, like a lot of debris. And I just got to imagine, like you're telling me in the entire debris, in the local debris field, there wasn't another big enough item to to get him out of the water or to help like prop it up. I mean, like there wasn't a lot of problem solving there. I mean, I guess, again, you're freezing, hypothermia setting, and maybe this is not the environment to become the best problem solver. But you you did get yourself off of the boat alive. It just felt like, you know, they were they were they got off the boat. I feel like for the purpose of the movie, Jack just has to die. Like the movie only works if if Jack dies, but um I think he knows for the last like hour of the evacuation that, you know, I'm probably gonna die here. Yeah. And also and- also I should point out, he knew a lot about like anticipating how the boat was gonna sink. Would you know to stand yeah. to go on the other side like, of that rail? Oh, let's go I here certainly would not. While it goes down and then <laughs> Uh, you know, and then, oh, hold your breath while, and then, you know, when you're actually going in, and then we'll get back up, and then, there was a lot there, I mean, they tried once to get on the door, it didn't work, he, you know, if you try and fail, and it flips over, and she gets in the water, then, now you're both trying to get back on, you're both having hypothermia, she might die. I, I mean, think- wait, there, wait, uh, just time out, I do, um... I did think of a secret hero that I like better. Can I say it? Can, yeah. can I? Can I just? Yeah. Now that you've interrupted the segment, you might as well. <laughs> just a flashback. So, um, my secret hero would be the priest who, you know, when the boat is like, like, um, going vertical, yeah. and he starts praying with everyone. That was that's my secret hero because I mean he knows they're going to die, and he stay. He seemed like a calm force in these people's lives and was holding on to them. Both like a good Catholic. 
just averting the Catholic guilt of, uh, <laughs> of, of Titanic here. Um, okay. Back to the matter at hand. Um, so one thing I have read about, and I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that James Cameron, who is crazy attention to detail, flubbed Jack's backstory where, like, the lake where he's from didn't exist. Yes, yet. yes, yes, you're right. So, um, you know, I, I like, does, is there some sort of growing up on this fictional ice lake that gives him the foresight of knowing how to navigate the most unpredictable and dangerous sinking of a cruise ship in the history of, you know... I just think for the sake of the plot, they had to, he had to know the answers, but there's really no explanation beyond that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they both could have fit on the door. I feel like you, you had to do a little bit of a balancing act. And, like, you know, maybe you lean on one side while the other person gets on, but... Yeah. Mythbusters said they couldn't, but I strongly disagree. I don't know. There's been based on not science, just feeling. Okay, like vibes only here. (laughs) Let's say, what if you prop like one of the floating other pieces of items under part of the door to help it up? You know, like there was the guy with the whistle nearby was on something, and you know. Well, in Mythbusters, didn't they decide that like if you strapped your life jacket under the door, then it it could have stayed up? But I mean. They're in freezing cold water. I mean, they, you've only got a few minutes before, like, you're dead. It's it, it, easier said than done here. Yeah. yeah. And hindsight is twenty twenty. And on that note, let's take a break. All right. I don't know why we're giving this a Hank score, because it's not going in any category. But Hank, you know, tradition is tradition. Deliver us the Hank score. Yeah, we got a B-plus movie here. Uh, and Britt is just aghast at uh, my rating there. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a top ten movie of all time for me. Uh, Do you think it's overrated? I, I, I guess if people have it rated that high, then, then I yeah. I mean, it's a classic. You, know, you knew it's going a, in it was a classic. It's a classic, and it's a good movie, and it's, it's better than The Godfather Part Two among the discussion of classics, which... The, I, the novelty of this movie is about the filmmaking. Yeah. Because, like... like he, like, invented a ton of... He, like, there was a production nightmare. He invented technology, you know. And this probably went on to, like, push him towards Avatar. I mean, the action of the sinking uh, is is great. And there's a lot... And, you know, you can see why it won all the Oscars that it could possibly win. The visuals, the CGI looks great still. Like, it does not... It look holds like, up from the 90s. It, like, it really does. To say that it was made 26 years ago, like, there are movies today that, like, just don't look good at all. Um, Do you think it's one of the greatest love stories of all time? Yes. Okay. I mean... The movie could have been an hour shorter. It could have been. If they chopped off a lot of the part of the beginning. Or if they got rid of Rose and Jack. And then what? Have Billy Zane <laughs> just being a monster? Yeah. Stealing kids, snatching I mean, kids to get off the boat? Ro- Rose and Jack make the movie. You got, you need, that's, that's the movie. But it's, Hot take, they could have cut Bill Paxton. They could have. They could have. Throw some respect on Bill Paxton's name. I, no, right, they could have Paxton, tossed that R. whole R. part. That they could have tossed the old Rose part, and I still think it would be an amazing movie. I I I think it would have been maybe a better movie if they tossed the old Rose part. Justice for old Rose. Justice for old Rose. Wait, she, no, she's she's the secret villain. I think we decided. For oh old yeah, she's the, old Rose is the secret villain. I think old and young Rose are the secret. I mean, young Rose. Rose. <laughs> Rose. Rose of all ages. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most uncomfortable moment, throwing the heart of the ocean overboard. Sick. Just, just obscene. Obscene. Donate it to charity. Yeah. Don't, 
Or a museum and exhibit something. Like, to a good cause. You could have funded, like, St. Jude's Children's Hospital for, like, the next 50 years. Find find Jack's family and, and if he has siblings or something, you know, set them up for life. But I didn't even understand the point of... That being tossed to begin uh, with. Yeah. There was no beautiful moment there. It was just like, girl, That's why Who is she that? giving it back to? Jack? You know? <laughs> he, he doesn't, he doesn't need it. Can't take it with him, you know? That's part of what takes it down from the A range to a B plus for me. It's like, come on. Why, why, why'd you do that? Why? Also, it being three hours long. Three hours long. And with commercials. That was tough. That was San Francisco. Francisco. Now you gotta explain, you know? <laughs> you know what? Let's leave it. Let's leave it. Let's leave it to the, uh, to the imagination. All right. Here we go. That's all for us. Big thank you to our listeners as always. Anchor or Spotify for podcasters or whatever it's called now. Hank, of course, and our special guest, Brittany Lewis. We will be back very shortly, I promise. And we're starting sports movies. So stay tuned.